Welcome to Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwen. Celebrate food and life by learning about the culinary scene around the world. Speaking with chefs, artists and food makers, farmers, authors and tastemakers who are passionate about everything delicious. A very good weekend to you food lovers, Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. If it's heavenly or herbaceous, grilled or glazed, juicy or julienned, marinated or mashed, or mouth-watering in the least, if it's edible, you are going to hear about it here. Thank you for joining me, celebrating 20 years in your radio, in fact, Whether you're thinking about Sunday supper, planning your week's meals, celebrating summer, I hope you love listening to this show. You'll learn what I think are delectable recipes because I'm shamelessly sharing. I have chef's tips and fun food discoveries, wine pairings, cocktail inspiration, and more. There is great advice from chefs and experts, food lovers and artisans, authors and health experts, sommeliers, mixologists, and more. So every week, I hope you will feed your soul and dive into the culinary world with me because it is my goal to cover it all when it comes to fabulous food. It's eating and drinking and learning and growing like you've never done before. Now, you can always dig up new dishes. I'm serving up seconds at chefjamie.com and my daily dishes on social on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Chef Jamie Gwen. And if you happen to have missed a show, you will find my podcasts on iTunes under Food and Wine with Chef Jamie Gwen. Now, if you're a longtime listener or a new guest sitting down at the table. Welcome to my kitchen. I like to kick off the show with a tutorial of sorts to make you the best cook you know. And I think cold soups are wonderful. I really do. Seeing that we're having a heat wave across the country, a cold soup has the richness of a hearty bowl of goodness, but the lovely chill to cool you down all at the same time. And when the weather heats up, I'm always looking for something a little lighter to serve for lunch or dinner. Maybe it's too hot to turn on the oven, or you have uh, air fryer fatigue, or you've been grilling up a storm and you're yearning for something simple. Uh, A few cold soup recipes in rotation can be a huge help. And if you're dining al fresco in the backyard or on the patio or at the pool, There's something about a a tasty gazpacho or a chilled cucumber soup as a vegetarian appetizer to round out a meal. Now, I've rounded up some cold soup recipes that I love to whip up at home and I love to share. And most of them start by taking the best vegetables and fruits of summer. So think asparagus or watermelon, avocado, to name a few. And then you turn them into soups that are weather appropriate. Now, there are some exceptions to the rule, of course. The humble potato makes a cold soup in French style that will stand the test of time. Stay tuned for that. But you can find inspiration in your refrigerator or your garden. And it's often the simplicity that creates incredible flavor, in my culinary opinion. Like, for instance, I had leftover grilled asparagus, green and white, in fact, and I blended it with um, a little bit of chicken stock and I seasoned it really generously with um, good salt and cracked pepper. And I had this beautiful soup and 
I only had a little bit, so I served it in a demi toss or an espresso cup uh, to a girlfriend who stopped by just as a, a sip to savor uh, out of the chilled cup. And chilling bowls and cups, by the way, is a uh, entertainer's secret. And along with Chardonnay or Sauvignon Blanc, it was just a really nice snack. Now, you can always take leftover grilled vegetables and uh, mix them into a rich tomato base and you get a twist on gazpacho. Or maybe you have melon that you've cut or cubed up already and it's on its way out if you get my drift. Well, puree it with fresh mint and a squeeze of lime juice and then finish it with a scoop of sorbet and you have cold soup as dessert. Now, that is no doubt waste not, want not. My cucumber buttermilk soup is tangy with buttermilk and yogurt. It's herbaceous with fresh mint and tarragon. Doesn't tarragon scream summer? It has a little bit of acid from lemon and a good amount of salt. And I literally throw everything, the cucumbers peeled and seeded, by the way, into the blender and then I chill. And when I'm ready to serve it, oftentimes I'll gild the lily with an extra dollop of yogurt or creme fraiche and extra mint leaves. And then I do serve the soup in chilled bowls or cups because I find it keeps it cold for a a longer period of time. Now, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, There is a potato soup that has certainly stood the test of time. It's creamy and it's rich and delicious and it's always a crowd pleaser. And it is, of course, Vichy Soie. And it can simply be made with leftover mashed potatoes, which is really how it came to be. But from scratch, you start, and this is, by the way, a a heat-applied recipe, one that you cook over the stove and then chill down, but I think it's worth it. You saute in butter, good leeks or onion until tender, but no color. And then you add chicken broth and a couple of traditional russet baking potatoes that have been peeled and diced. You add in the richness of heavy cream and half and half, if you choose to use my recipe, and then puree the soup in batches until really smooth. By the way, you've heard me say it before if you're a loyal listener here. Please, let your appliances do the work for you. For as much as we've fallen in love with an air fryer, which cooks quick and makes everything crispy and juicy at the same time, I run my blender. I call it my boat motor because it's super powerful, but I let it run for a minute or two and I get the beautiful viscosity, the whipped airiness, the creaminess for a cold soup that you're looking for. And for the Vichy Soie, you should definitely apply that technique. You puree till smooth and then you cool it, refrigerate the soup until it's thoroughly chilled and I garnish it with chopped chives and it's always lovely. And then last but not least, I mentioned a summer dessert soup rather. I get tongue-tied when it's dessert time. If you have leftover melon, great. But if you have some tropical papayas, half of a mango, throw it in the blender with some pineapple juice and some lime juice. If you want to make it a little boozy, uh, a shot of tequila or vodka works great here. And you have a chilled fruit soup where you can top with, as I mentioned, sorbet or vanilla bean ice cream, maybe some diced strawberries and some fresh mint. What a lovely, cool dessert after an al fresco barbecue. All right. 
If you would like the recipes in print, just email me. I will personally write back. Jamie, J-A-M-I-E at chefjamie.com is my email address. You'll find cold soup inspiration, by the way, as well at chefjamie.com. And now it's time for food news this week. And I think this is genius. Tom Colicchio, the chef that we know and love from uh, his most recognizable face and name in the restaurant and TV industry, right, is fixing hospital food. That's his goal. So hospital food's never really been delicious, now has it? The commissary or the cafeteria does not scream good health in a hospital, but it is about to change. So enter Chef Tom Colicchio. If you haven't heard, he just introduced Root and Sprig. It is his new fast casual concept that aims to give patients and families and doctors and healthcare workers a better meal when they're at the hospital, whether working or recovering. And the first Root and Sprig debuted uh, this past week at the Children's National Research and Innovation Campus in Washington, D.C., He is scheduled to open two more locations this fall at hospitals in Philadelphia and Denver. And while the restaurant won't provide in-room meals for patients, it's actually fast casual restaurant, um, the family and friends of those that might be in the hospital can bring a meal to a patient's room. It will serve, though, as a more nutritious option for hospital workers and guests. And they've cut back on meat, as so many restaurateurs have, red or otherwise. Uh, The menu is aligned with the current medical advice on a healthy diet. Uh, It includes lots of plant-based ingredients. And there are 19 more root and sprigs in the pipeline going into hospitals yet to be announced in the coming year. So I say kudos to you, Tom. Kudos. Well done. And that is really good food news and essential dinner party conversation, if I may say myself. There is lots more to learn from coming up though, so you won't want to touch your dial because Chef Ida Rodriguez is here and we are celebrating what is almost hatch chili season. If you're a chili head, rejoice because we have new recipes for you to celebrate with. Oh, hatch chilies, I love, no doubt. So stay tuned. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio with lots more to satiate your appetite right after this. Don't go away. This is the hottest culinary conversation on the radio. Welcome back. Chef Jamie Gwen here. Chili heads unite. There's a new hatch pepper cookbook for you to savor. You can celebrate the flavor of hatch chilies year round because of Melissa's produce tremendous dedication to the prize chili. You can find them fresh and roasted and frozen and even powdered And you can create delicious dishes that come alive with flavor, right? Well, their new cookbook will keep you inspired as you count down the days to the next harvest. Today, we are sharing the virtues of this prized chili just before the new harvest hits. 
And if hatch barbecue pork or hatch deviled eggs or hatch chicken wings sound as delectable to you as they do to me, oh yum, get ready to eat. Ida Rodriguez is the corporate chef for Melissa's World Variety Produce, an incredible cook and uh, a true talent that I am proud to call my friend. And she is here to elevate your hatch chili knowledge. I'm also very proud to have Melissa's as my produce partner here on the radio. 20 years, in fact. I'm grateful for the support, for the fresh, tart, sweet, always-in-season produce that Melissa's delivers to your local supermarket or even to your front door. And we're very excited for the release of the new Hatch Pepper Cookbook from Melissa's. So Ida is here to dish. Hello, Chef. Hi, Jamie. (laughs) How are you? I'm well, and you? Fine, thank you. So happy to be here with you again. I'm very glad to have you back. Um, And I'm very excited. Congratulations and kudos to you. These are very enlightened recipes. I love it. Like, I can't wait to make hatch crumb cake. And I think the new cookbook, I know the new cookbook, proves that from appetizers to dessert, you put hatch love, although I knew that, in everything. (laughs) You do. (laughs) Well, we try to, and it's very easy to do when you're dealing with hatch. Um, yes, this is our new cookbook, 101 Recipes. Wow. I hate to say new because that means we have an old one, but we sold 40,000 copies of the old book. Wow. So people, I think, are ready for our new book, which has a lot of new, fun recipes. The first book had a lot of your traditional, typical recipes with hatch. This time we've gone out of the box. We've collaborated with all our chefs, Chef Tom and the other chefs at Melissa's, and we've uh, come up with some really fun recipes that I think uh, people are ready for with so much hats around. Mm. And this year the season is just getting ready. We are so excited to, to start with our hat season this year. Yes, I understand from the, um, from the heat waves Across the country, uh, Hatch, New Mexico, has been uh, benefited by that. And so the season will start early. And we're going to talk again once the season comes, when you go to buy your Hatch chilies at the supermarket or at a Melissa's Hatch chili roasting, what to do with them. Because I love when you give us the the recap. I mean, I need a refresher, right? That we're going to roast them and peel them and store them and that they get hotter over time. But if you still have some in your freezer from the last time we packed the harvest, now's the time to use them. But there's lots of other hatch chili products that Melissa's offers that you can use year round. I think it's really important to note that Melissa's has pioneered this entire hatch chili life really. And you've brought it to the forefront. I remember, Ida, probably 20 years ago, maybe. At maybe least, le- yeah. yeah, at least. When you used to bring a handle bag, like a retail handle bag of hatch chilies and leave them on my front doorstep or deliver them to Lana. Right. And, and that was a prize. Oh my gosh. Could, because you couldn't get them anywhere. Right. And now, look, they're everywhere. Melissa's has brought them to all your local grocery stores. And Fabulous. Everybody has no, or no one has an excuse not to have their stash in the freezer for, to use year-round. And, and they've come a long way. There's multiple heat levels now, right? Yeah. Right, and that's one of the beauties of the new book is that we've incorporated a lot of those products into the recipes. So there's recipes using, of course, the fresh roasted um, hatch chilies, whether they're frozen or freshly roasted, or the powders or the 
clean snacks that you can add. We've got popcorn, some recipes you can add that to. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a, an array of ways that you can use hatch products into the book, even the dry uh, hatch chilies. Now, by the way, just from a research and development perspective, I want you to know that the hatch popcorn is really good with a cocktail. <laughs> It really is. You get the heat and the salt from the popcorn and then my, you know, refreshing cocktail with the swirly straw offsets it. Oh my gosh, it's just a perfect pair. It is. Yes, it's great. And so, of course, it's fun to just open the bag and help yourself to it. Um, But But what do you do with it? Yeah, what do you do with it? Well, one of the things we have in the book is we made a bark and Mm. then used it on the top of that. I saw that. um, For brownies. A nice topping for that, a nice crunch into your brownies. Oh, that's fun. And a, and a visual that I like. Oh, you're going to be the bake sale diva when you bring hatch chili popcorn brownies. Oh, yeah. Because not only is it unusual to use the popcorn that way, but you've got hatch on top of that. Right. Oh, so, I love um, it. yeah, you'll be the hit. No doubt. Okay, can we start at the beginning of the day? What is your best hatch breakfast from the new cookbook? Breakfast from the new cookbook. Yeah, what uh, do you, I mean, hatch and eggs, I think, has always been a delicious always. combination. Actually, that's what I had this morning for breakfast. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> and so you take out the strips of chilies, and what do you make, scrambled eggs? Yes, I like it with the scrambled eggs. So I'll just take some of my stash from the freezer out, chop it up, saute it a little bit just to dry them, mm-hmm. and then add the scrambled eggs to it, and maybe a little cheese to go with it. It's amazing. It just takes your scrambled eggs to another level. To a whole new and, level. And um, yeah. I just love putting it into my pancakes. It's a nice, oh, spicy, and sweet um, dish. Ooh. That's not actually in the cook- in this cookbook, but I think it's in the old book. With maple syrup, so you get sweet yeah. heat. See, that's right up my alley. And yeah. then- so you could eat hatch three times a day, and <laughs> even for snacks. There's a lot of snacks you can make with them. I think some people do. I'll tell you, I, the, the hatch phenomenon... Has it's amazing. grown exponentially because of Melissa's and because of you and and really commanding the market to to grow it. It's it's amazing to me. Yeah, I think everyone was ready for it. Yes, I agree. And, it, and has really embraced it. And you can now find hatch flavored products year round in all sorts of of dishes er, everywhere. Yeah, it's, restaurants think, um, and well, yeah, for sure. I think everybody has at least heard about hatch, if not on board with them by now. Yes, and they will definitely hear about it when you make devilish deviled eggs. You put um, hatch pepper powder from Melissa's yes. into your deviled eggs. I know it's not spring and people think deviled eggs right around but that it time. Just, it just puts a twist to it. Yes. And the beauty of the hatch, as you know, that comes in different heat levels, is that the powders do too. So if you just like a little spice into your deviled eggs, use the mild, but if you really want to get the punch in there, then go for the hot. Hmm. And you can do that. You could do half and half if the half of your people don't like it really hot. Sure. That's what is the beauty of Hatch is that everybody can enjoy it. Yeah. No, I, I love that. Okay, Ida, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, we are spicing it up with America's favorite Hatch chili. Don't go away.
We're back and we're dishing. Chef Jamie Gwen here with Ida Rodriguez, one of the best cooks I know, the corporate chef for Melissa's World Variety Produce, and my good friend, and a hatch chili lover. And if you know anyone with a propensity for chilies, if you know a hothead or a chili head, or you like to spice it up, well, then this conversation is for you. Okay, let's move on to lunch or appetizers for a backyard barbecue or starters for the summer. And as oh, we well, the, go through the, the hatch year, pepper wings, that's the first recipe I'm making. So I love that you're using the roasted chilies in sauces and uh, braising liquids and so on. You're infusing yeah. the flavor. So this is it's a, a great addition to any dressing yes. or vinaigrette. Yes. The so, flavor is just amazing. And the texture, we've always talked about hatch chili the body, texture, yeah. the body, right, of the chili. It's It's got a, a great body to it, different than like a Than any other pepper. chili, and that's because it's so thick. And again, I know you've heard me say this before, but because they're only around uh, for such a short time during the year, they take a very long time to grow, so they get really thick. They have a lot of meat to them, a lot of body, and it really shows in your recipes, especially with the dressings, the marinades, um, even there's some recipes for drinks, and Mm. it just adds a good body to it. For sure. It's like no other chili. Okay, this is a great what I call cheat recipe. So your wings are chicken wings with a a very simple, straightforward dry rub. And then you combine honey barbecue sauce. So make it yourself or buy a good quality brand and some sriracha because you're piling heat on heat. And then you puree in the roasted chilies and some lime juice. That's a four ingredient wonder. It is. And you could even use that marinade for other things, not mm. just for your wings. Oh, yeah. But um, do it with the chicken breast before you barbecue it. Or nice. you can, a lot of these recipes you can um, interchange, which is the beauty. Interchange the heat, interchange the protein that you're using. Sure. And it's so simple and easy to do. Yeah, really easy. Talk about um, chili on chili. Do you blend a lot of different chilies? Because the crab and hatch pepper jalapeno poppers, I love a popper. Who doesn't love a popper, right? I mean, it's cheesy and yummy. And if you add lump crab meat, count me in. I I mean, how bad could it be, right? But this is... No, you definitely want to add other chilies. Okay. Each chili has its own flavor. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, the sriracha with this, we have a, a sriracha sauce, Melissa's um, uh, sauce, yes. that you can add to it, or powder, which um, you could use cayenne, you can use, if you want it hotter, absolutely blend the chilies. Okay, because you're, st- you're stuffing jalapenos with hatch. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, for chili heads, this, this is a party in your mouth. How, how could it <laughs> yeah, not be? Yeah, a real be? chili head can't get enough. Right. So it, the more peppers, the better. Never satiated. Uh, the layered hatch pepper hummus. So it's yeah. like the layer dip we all know and love, which, by the way, is making a comeback. Yes. I, we, ha- we do have a it. recipe for the a layer dip as well in there. But the hummus uh, uh, recipe is really good. It's, um, it has a lot of vegetables in there, so you're able to get a ver- It's almost like a dish, not just a dip. Right. So, and um, cucumbers for crunch and to- mini tomatoes and feta and all the things you love with this hatch-infused 
hummus. Correct. That looks fabulous. That it, it doesn't get any better than that yeah. for a snack. And very healthy, too. For sure. Yeah, I've been making my own pita chips of late. I'm on a pita chip kick. Uh-huh. I don't know. It feels less guilty to me less than other chips. Than the yeah. Fried. Sure. And I Do you used... make the uh, bread fresh? No. <laughs> no. no, because I'm not you. <laughs> I love that you make everything from scratch. I, I always have, and I admire it. So, no, I bought store-bought, you know, good quality um, Middle Eastern pitas at the Middle Eastern market, in fact. Okay, and you bake them. Yeah, you I could split them. always sprinkle them with hatch powder. That's what I did. And I have to tell you, I've been dipping them in tzatziki because I did make, um, I had this big, huge tub of Greek yogurt, and I thought, I'm going to use it up. So I made a cucumber dip, and the hatch on the pita with the cool, refreshing tzatziki has been fabulous. And you could always add um, the roasted hatch to your tzatziki. Oh, nice. Okay. Along with the cucumber. Elevate the flavor. Yeah, very good flavor. And it could be hot flavor or just a mild flavor, whatever your choice is. Sure. Now, I understand um, through some foodie friends that you have a fancy new pizza oven. And I do. Yeah, I can't wait to, to be invited. Uh, but <laughs> um, did you like that? Um, but you make hatch pizza dough in the new book. And yeah, that's there's fabulous. a recipe and they're very simple. You, you know, it's a, a normal recipe for pizza dough. But then we had add the hatch powder. So, okay. um, a, and you can add green or the red. And again, if you want it hot, you add the hot or the mild. But it just gives your pizza dough a, a whole new flavor to it. It's not overly power powering, but yet it's there. And you definitely know it's got a little something to it, a little kick, a little twist. Yeah. So, and then, of course, I'll put the hatch chilies on top of that, too. It's but got I such do a like great spin. What is the best cheese, in your opinion, to pair with hatch? So, like, for the poppers or if you're making pizza, do you go salty, briny, like the feta has to offset the heat uh, in the hummus dip? Or are there particular cheeses that you like best? Um, I think creamy cheeses yes. do really well with it. Um, one of the... Um, I don't know. I guess uh, cheddar goes really well with hatch. Okay. So b- uh, bitier, sharp cheeses yeah, and then yeah, the creamier yeah. textures. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, let's have dinner. Would you make me please grape and hatch pepper stuffed pork chops? Oh, Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, thank yes. you. Okay, you're roasting the grapes, which is something I love to do during the summer. I grill grapes from Melissa's. You know that all the time, like a big bunch of them. One or two minutes, just till they're, oh, they're charred. Delicious. delicious. I learned that from you, actually, Jamie, a long time ago. You did? Yes. Oh, I'm, did I'm flattered. I've been making a grilled grazing board, Ida, and I put it out like as my starter before a barbecue, and it has the grilled grapes, and then I'll do either like a log of goat, or I'll do burrata and grilled bread and a little um, Melissa's uh, baby arugula, and then everyone just puts together their own crostini with the grilled grapes. It is so good. And what a fun way to eat. Everybody yes. loves to to do their own thing and just add something that maybe if you made them yourself, you might not put on there, but I can put what I want on mine and you can put on yours. Exactly. I love that idea. Yeah, it's a very DIY for sure. Um, but the grapes in the cast iron pan for the pork chops, what a lovely combo 
with the sweetness of the grapes and the heat of the hatch. And then you get this just a great cooked pork chop cannot be beat to me. Like juicy. It's an, it's an amazing recipe. And yeah. I challenge you to just look at the picture and not want to make that. Uh, and that's the, our, yeah. I love the pictures in our book, Jamie. Uh, we, they beautiful. really show off the recipes and they just do. makes you want to make everything. Yeah, it does. I want to make hatch barbecue pulled pork. Oh, okay. Well, that's right on the next page. I, I know. Okay, so <laughs> can we talk that sauce for a second? Because this is the idea of sweet heat, as we alluded to. I love uh, sweetness and spice combined. Me too. And your sauce is watermelon-based? Yes. Why that's not? brilliant. Yeah, it's very good. It adds a nice little sweetness to it and also gives it body, the um, the. the pulp of the watermelon mixed sure. with the hatch pepper. Mm. It is a very good sauce. We go to melissas.com where, by the way, finding worldwide produce is a snap. Uh, you can have anything delivered direct to your door. And by the way, pre-pandemic, you could as well, but now it's never easier. So um, if you are uh, hooked on hatch chili clean snacks, um, if you want to bring the best of Melissa's tropical produce from around the world or even next door, to your door, um, you go to melissas.com with a completely revamped website. It really is so easy to navigate. It's a wonderful way to have uh, everything so conveniently delivered. Um, right. And, then and if, if you can't decide what you want, yes. they have a great Melissa basket. Oh, okay. It's got all the hatch, hatch everything. Um, hatch everything. Yeah, I love it. Love it. So then you can really acquaint yourself uh, with Hatch. But the season is coming. So you're going to want to look, no matter where you live across the country, at your local gourmet grocer, uh, your favorite supermarket for a Hatch chili roasting schedule. You want to continue to listen in because I will keep you updated weekly on the Melissa's Produce Pick of the Week so you know what's fresh and in season. Ida, thank you. Thank you for sharing your passion. I can't wait to eat with you soon. It's been too long. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, and we will you. actually make a point of that. Yeah, thank good. You, um, yeah, look forward to for, it. For all your support. Cheers to Hatch, of course. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> thank Bye-bye. You. As the delicious conversation continues, we do have the best culinary thinkers on this show. And we fired it up, didn't we? Added a little heat, no doubt. Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. Grab a snack. Come on back. There's more fabulous food right after this. Living the Sweet Life, Chef Jamie Gwen in your radio. A bestseller is born. Chef and online baking star Gemma Stafford's first cookbook entitled Bigger Bolder Baking is currently number one in the category on Amazon with more than 100 flavor-packed recipes that you can make anytime, anywhere. And I'm thrilled for her. Gemma, the chef and host of the top online baking show, Bigger Boulder Baking, has a following like no other. She's worked as a pastry chef at a monastery in Ireland, a Silicon Valley tech startup, and a Michelin-starred restaurant. And she brings her incredible desserts to life every week for millions of viewers via YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and her popular website, BiggerBolderBaking.com. 
And I know you're a fan. I am too. So let her dessert cookbook be your guide to sweet holidays. We are digging deep into bigger, bolder baking with Gemma Stafford, and she's here live. Gemma, I am so glad to have you on the show, and congratulations. The book is a hit. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> it's lovely to talk to you. I yes. know we're really, we're delighted with the success that the book has had so far. The response has really been overwhelming. Yeah, well, much deserved. I know you have put blood, sweat, tears, and a tremendous amount of love into uh, what started as a baking project, and has really grown leaps and bounds. You have extraordinarily loyal followers who bake solely with you. Like they won't use another recipe, Gemma, which I think is fabulous because I, I do feel you really encourage, no matter the level of expertise, you say that a novice or a connoisseur baker can bake with confidence. So what is Bigger Boulder Baking all about? Bigger Boulder Baking is about taking the fear out of baking and Mm -hmm. just, you know, taking risks, being bold and trying something that maybe you might have thought you weren't able to accomplish. You know, a lot of times with recipes, Jamie, that you know this, that, um, you know, if, if you take away a lot of the fluffy stuff, and the stuff that's not necessary, you really, you get down to the crux of a recipe. And that's what I do in the Bigger Boulder Baking Cookbook and my recipes online. I try to keep them within 10 steps and always um, just kind of cover staple ingredients and just kind of straight to the point so I'm not um, overwhelming you with information that you just don't need to know. Yeah, and what I love too is that you do really bring it down to the basics. You say um, four different tools in the kitchen at max, 10 ingredients at max, which most of the recipes that I've perused through are far more minimal than that. And you're just creating fabulous flavor. Uh, It's a very unique approach. The chapters are organized such as wooden spoon and bowl or a rolling pin or one of my favorites, no oven needed. So you make it very convenient. It's like if you have a spur of the moment craving for chocolate cake, you're the go-to. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's, that's about, that's where the anytime, anywhere comes in. And then Mm -hmm. of course, anybody. Um, but we have a little bit of something for everybody. So, you know, um, a little bit like you mentioned, the first chapter is one spoon and bowl. And I put that at the front of the book in case you happen to be a beginner or, or maybe a novice. And that rest, that chapter is full of cookies, crisps, cobblers, recipes you can make using just a one spoon and bowl and no, um, like electric mixer or anything like that needed. And then as you progress throughout the book, maybe some recipes get a little bit harder and maybe um, require an electric hand mixer or a stand mixer. But then, like you mentioned, there's also a whole chapter about no oven needed. And that is everything from my three-ingredient ice cream that you don't need an ice cream machine for. Um, There's mousses in there, uh, different ice cream terrines. Mm. Um, and, and different desserts that you can mix up and even set in your fridge. Yeah, like I want to make refrigerator chocolate biscuit cake first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's talk it because this is a no-bake, uh, no tools required. Um, and each of your stories uh, or each of your recipes rather has a story. I should say each of your stories has a recipe too because yeah. it, it goes both ways, right? Um, I was fascinated to see 
that the refrigerator chocolate biscuit cake has become a wedding tradition in Ireland? Oh, yeah, big time. So, it's, well, it's a very popular cake in Ireland. And I remember when I was young, uh, it's being demonstrated on an English show that some people might know called um, a Blue Peter. It was a kid's show, and you'd always see it um, demonstrated for cooking demos for kids. So we used to make it a lot, <laughs> and it kind of had a resurgence in the last five years, and now people make it as um, their wedding cake, and it's it's really incredible. And you, you use really good chocolate and lovely um, biscuits and uh, like nice if you prefer, uh, berries, uh, not berries, sorry, fruit or um, you know anything else you like in there. And it's just it's really really delicious. Congratulations to you. We will be uh, baking from your book for a very long time to come. That's Lovely. Thank you. Yes, of course. And lovely to speak with you. Thank you. With bold new recipes and a nod to the classics, Bigger Bolder Baking is the new must-have baking book. From the internet's baking sensation, Gemma Stafford, her best-selling book is available now on Amazon and fine bookstores everywhere. And you can follow her at Gemma underscore Stafford. Uh, continued success to you, Gemma, and thank you again for sharing your passion. Thank you. Take care. And so that brings us to the end of another hour of what I hope was culinary conversation that fed your soul. I hope that I filled your appetite and that your dishes will come alive with flavor in the coming week before I see you here on the radio again. Let me leave you with my last bite for the hour, though my last ounce or tidbit of uh, gastronomic insight. It's creamy and it's guilt-free, well, almost, and it's a salad dressing or a spread for a sandwich or a dip for a pita chip, and it's not only delicious, but it's less than 100 calories per serving, So you know you have to make it now, right? It's what I call my five-ingredient guilt-free creamy dressing, and it's bright with lemon juice and zest, and it's herbaceous from basil, and it has this incredibly creamy texture, and it's my newest food addiction, and I'll still put on a bathing suit. So I'm posting this Greek yogurt-based dressing recipe on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram now at Chef Jamie Gwen. Please become a friend and a fan. And please meet me in your radio next weekend when there are so many more delicious dishes to toast to. I thank you for listening. Please stay healthy and tune in again. I'm Chef Jamie Gwen signing off and I hope you continue to eat well. (laughs) 